This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Two uh, items before we get to the hot topic of the day, Brian Colangelo. Okay. A, is this faltering start by the Lynx uh, kind of breaking the momentum that Cheryl Reeve should be coaching in the NBA? Is this, uh, you know, hmm. the, the, the campaign that we were reading, particularly in the Star Tribune, that Reeve would be a very... Uh, adroit and competent NBA coach is that the fact that we're now two and three with the best talent in the league does that hurt the resume I would think perhaps but what if they rebound from this miserable start to claim another title that that just builds to the legacy But what if they go out early with her as the general manager now and she was you know this is her team Mm -hmm. nobody else to blame now this is her team because she ain't firing herself. No, 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 no. She's, I mean, she's the Tibbs of the Lynx now. She, she has all the power. Is she the only one in the WNBA that's GM and coach? Uh, I, I believe you'd have to, uh, I'd have to look check that up. on that. I'd guy. have to look that up, but I would not be surprised if <laughs> yes. she wasn't. Uh, I would not be surprised if she wasn't. But, uh, you know, because I really thought that there, that was not a overreaction at all. Let's get Cheryl Reeve a job as coaching in the NBA. Speaking now, of that, is, is Becky Hammond an interview with anybody else besides uh, Milwaukee? No, Becky I Hammond's not getting a job, okay? No, she's I, gonna be, well, not, she's going to get a job, just not a she head coaching a job. job. Yeah, she's, she's already got a job. But she might she might get a men's college coaching job at, a, at a, one of the, not power five, but maybe a little below that. She might get that. I think, you know, Pat, I think she's going to get a job in the NBA. Do you really? Yeah. I don't think it'll be this year, but I think Some team she'll, get, she'll get a she'll that's get, a, that'd be I think a good somebody job. Give her a that'd be a good job to give her a job if you got a team that's uh, going to, you want to go 16 and 66 anyway, right? To get the good draft. Or race. what if Pop just says, I'm going to just you know, be that, the GM and you be the head coach? Yeah, Pop could do that. He's kind of a revolutionary. So, yeah, Pop could yeah. do that. Because they're going back. They're going the same direction as the New England Patriots. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. going down. They're going down. Especially since Kawhi might get traded this summer. And, Who's going to take him? Oh, somebody will take him. But yeah, but Somebody will give up something Isn't for he him. a free agent? No, no he's, he's, still got he's, he's years, under right? contract, but he's... Is there any... You know, can, he, can you get a sacred agreement from him that he, he'll agree to play? Or does that... Uh, is he, yeah, you know, he going to wait until he's a free agent? You'd probably have to work that out, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, if he wants out, that's that's been the rumors that he wants out and that he's not getting along with the front office. And number so. and, and my second thing I'd like to mention here is I saw a headline on our website today. Why have the twins been walked off so often? Mm-hmm. I know why he get walked off last night. 
You don't score in the 9th, the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th. Mm-hmm. There's a damn good chance you're going to get walked off. When your last hit. <laughs> and especially you don't get a hit yeah. from the ninth inning to the 14th inning. Very good chance you're going to get walked off, right? Yeah, when you only have yeah your last hits in the ninth and you play 14, you're not going to score a run. No. No, that's that's a very good chance uh, that you're going to get walked off. That's uh, that's what I said. Now, the ringer story on Brian Colangelo and the burner Twitter accounts is fantastic. But I was talking to Randball today. Okay. And Randball is a bit, of, you know, when you're doing that page two thing and you're you're handling gossip. You get a little, uh, start believing in, um, you know, that there's different things out there, right? You mean there's you're filled with cynicism. Cynicism. Yes. So Randball and I, Randball mentioned this to me and I said, you know, you might be right. What if <laughs> Sam Hankey, who is an expert in this area, right? Manny, he's, in the uh, Twitter sphere. he's teaching it stuff. Stanford, basically, mm-hmm. some kind of communicate modern communication. Yep, and he hates Colangelo, <laughs> and Colangelo hates him. What if Sam Hickey set up all these accounts to make Colangelo look like a jackass? What? What? And then he's got his buddy at the ringer. Hey, look believing, at you should look, look at, at this. this. Look at this. Look, they all follow the same accounts. Now I'd say the odds of that are not real strong, but... It would not surprise me, though. But just think how many times, for instance, in World War II, <laughs> that a German was talking to another German, <laughs> thinking that they were on the same side, but he was actually an American who spoke German, or a Brit. Well, he and he was double-crossed. He was double-crossed, and vice versa. Mm. And vice versa. To go along with Rand's theory, which I love, no, I by the way. I don't know if it's a theory. It's just a proposal. Oh, okay. His proposal. No, he's not saying it happened. He's just saying, what if? Okay, gotcha. But going along with it, which I love, is really the only thing that could possibly make this story better. <laughs> yeah, it would be. I, I was on with the boys today. I was in here early in 11. We talked about it. And, I, and right before that, they played a highlight from Scott Van Pelt talking about it last night. Mm-hmm. And I love Scott Van Pelt. I think mm-hmm. he does a terrific job. Yeah, that sports center is great. We're but really he good. was saying, we've seen this so many times before. No, we've never seen this so many. What was he alluding seen, to? Well, the only thing I, I could think of, he was talking about People are the, using burner accounts, but we've well, never seen oh, one the, like this. The only thing I could think of is that he was talking about the Kevin Durant thing from last year. Yes. Durant was yeah. using like fake Instagram and fake yeah. Twitter accounts to yeah. like... He only had he Russell only had West. one oh, right Donovan. He only had one right. Yeah, like we had like one of one on Twitter and one on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. But but this is an executive. Never, this is yeah. This is uh, this is a this front is, office guy. This is uh, fantastic if it's true. How it, it, these sensitivities? Although I have thrown out on Twitter <laughs> the possibility that. At HFLEC10 was a burner account <laughs> intended to embarrass a hardworking local veteran sports writer, always known for his integrity and his honesty and yes. his noble activities, right? Yes. To grow, you must fail. Yes, See? it could be. Could be. 
But how 2018 is this story? Oh, it's, it's, well, it's, it's when it, it's it, really it started. Leaves to, me, it leaves me completely dumbfounded because I would not know how to set up one of these. Well, but then it 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 you know when you were following the story along last night, at least I was because I couldn't get enough of it because it was so great. But then you started to think, okay, obviously this this happened, whether it was Colangelo or whoever. It, this obviously happened. Yeah. But how many other times have we been duped? Oh, who knows? Because there's a million fake Twitter accounts that are out there. Yes. Well, uh, I did set up actually a Krabby coffee shop one about five years ago, Kenny. Oh, really? But I forgot completely the, the password. Uh, what the password was. <laughs> and I've never, I think there was like two tweets on it. But I was going to do the Krabby coffee shop one, but then I, I forgot all about it. So. There was a uh, a guy in town who went through a lot of the different media Twitter accounts. Yes. And then said, here's the percentage of actual well, followers. I was going to make fun of Russo because 60% or something or some 50%, 45% were, were fraudulent. Were fake yeah. accounts. But then I looked at mine and I was like 32%. So I figured, <laughs> what the hell? I can't make fun of him because he has a lot more real ones than I do. Yes. How can you tell if... So what, somebody, what this person did... I don't know how they do it. Th- th- there, is, there is a Run service. through a program. Yes. Yeah. So there's a service, Kenny, where you know, you'll take MSP underscore traffic, which is your, mm, which right. is your Twitter account. It'll say, right. well, you have 12,000 followers. 8,500 of them are actual Twitter accounts, and then there's bots and things like that where you can say that, well, these are all fake accounts. we got to save some of this for the great Babu will be with us. One of the leading uh, experts on social media in the Twin Cities, Nadine Babu, will be with us when we get back. Nadine Babu uh, has a company called Babu Social Networks. Uh, what do you actually do there, young lady? Advise companies on how best to get their message out on social media? Absolutely. I do consulting for companies, and I also just do their social media for them. And I'm happy to offer my services to you at any time <laughs> to make you more popular on the social media medium. <laughs> Uh, that, of course, uh, would require me to want to be more popular, but uh, that's, uh, that's okay. So anyway, Nadine, how much uh, craziness is out there, on, uh, particularly on Twitter and, and people trying to uh, mess up with the message that, uh, that's coming out, these uh, burner accounts? How, do you have any idea what, what the percentages are of these floating around? I have no idea what percentages are. I just know from looking at some of my followers, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way, that either people are not truthful in who they are or, you know, they're just a flat-out burner account or they're just trolls. You just have no idea. But I know that you can really ruin a career real fast, as we've seen a lot in the last 24 hours, um, with just a couple simple tweets. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but this guy had uh, now supposedly... Uh, uh, Brian Colangelo, who's, you know, had, had five different accounts that he was yeah. monitoring. Uh, and I mean, the ringer did a tremendous job on setting it up that he, that he was uh, responsible for this and was quite the, uh, the dunderhead. I think that doesn't a part of it be the incredible egos that are involved here, that people are that sensitive about what's being said about them out there. Do you try to tell them not to get engaged in battles? 
Oh, absolutely. And I know I have to personally do that and walk away from it as well. I think you have to be one of two people to be in a position um, that's high profile like him. You kind of have to be like you, where you literally have a thick skin and you just don't care and you laugh about the things, or you have to walk away and you have to leave it because if you let yourself obsess about this, it is no good for anybody. It's going to be bad for your career. Plus, I think that his job probably requires a lot of hours, and I don't know if he has time. I mean, <laughs> keeping up that many accounts, I have a hard enough time keeping up my account and my dog's account and people that actually pay me. Hey, uh, Nadine, now, uh, maybe even a year ago, two years ago, we kept hearing that Twitter was uh, passe, uh, that the younger people were moving on to other outlets, back to Facebook, Instagram. Has uh, as the Trump trumpeter given a big boost to uh, Twitter again? You know, that's what I always say. Just because you look at so much breaking information and breaking news, and Twitter is always cited, and tweets are always cited, and the daily users are not as high as Facebook and Instagram, but I think the people on there are on there obsessively, and they get all their news, and they're sharing the information, too. If they're screenshotting, if they're sending the tweet, if they're doing things, I think that people just don't maybe actively participate as much. Um, and I think a lot of people, that goes with all social media. A lot of people are just spectators. I personally find it more fun to be part of the actual Twitter versus just watching. You do not. Uh, you were a Twitter monster uh, five years ago. You don't Twitter near, <laughs> tweet nearly as much as you used to. No, so if you guys followed me five years ago and I live-tweeted 24 hours a day, you yeah. can come back now, and I really try to tone <laughs> it down a little bit because I think you unfollowed me quite a few times. And well, you, only when you were on vacation. And you would tell <laughs> us, you would taunt us with your uh, with your being in Mexico for free or some damn thing. So. I don't know about these free trips you're speaking of. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, yes, traveling, I know I, I got a lot on followers. And also some people... They just didn't like all the gopher updates. And obviously, you know, writing for Gopher Hall and being a co-owner there, I'm going to have a lot of gopher updates. So don't follow me if you don't like those. Okay. I would uh, say that Gopher Hall, uh, it's a shameful day for Gopher Hall today because Reed Travis is leaving Stanford and apparently going to Kentucky. And if the Gopher Hallers hadn't been so mean to him when he decided <laughs> to go to Stanford in the first place, he might have come back home. I don't think that that's the case. I mean, and you know I love my team, but if you're Reed Travis and you need to get to the next level, where are you probably going to go for your grad school year? And I'm not saying I wouldn't love to have him. I think he's a great kid. But I don't think this was shocking information. No, and uh, the thing about it is he can uh, – that they actually didn't have as many uh, kids bail as normally do, but they do need some experienced uh, leadership, and uh, that would be a, a pretty good deal for them. But uh, it does get a little out of hand uh, when a when a local youth decides to go elsewhere. Of course, we just saw that with uh, uh, Quinn Carroll uh, going to uh, Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, you know what? If you're having any second thoughts of him and you go read Gopher Hole, you're saying, here I come Irish. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think it's the opposite. I think if they're reading your tweets, they're saying go Irish because you are the most negative one about the Gophers. And there's no question about that. Our posters have nothing on you. Well, no, but what I'm saying is that the uh, the attacks on the kid and the family and all that, I, uh, I, I don't do that, you know. 
And you know what? I've never been in favor of that. I remember when Reed Travis um, committed to Stanford, and I was at the press conference. I thought he was going to the Gophers. Had a lot of sources close to him telling me he was going to the Gophers, and he didn't. And, of course, you, you're disappointed, but I can never imagine attacking a 17-year-old kid for a college choice. I mean, especially, guess what? Stanford's a really good education, too, if you're looking at that component. I, can't, I just can't imagine trolling, like, these 16-, 17-year-old kids. Like, they control people like you and I, but not these kids. No, but I, I, uh, I will say that uh, it's a uh, great outlet, uh, Twitter. I, I've, I enjoy it immensely. I'm surprised I did because uh, when I first came out, I said, what the hell is this? But I'm, I am glad that I've, uh, I, I didn't have it in the 70s when I would have some cocktails. I might not have had a long career if, uh, if I was drinking back then. I disagree. I actually think that you would have gone viral a lot more. <laughs> well, uh, what? Uh, give me your uh, scouting report on Roseanne's performance. <laughs> your girl, Roseanne? Not me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing in common except being overweight. <laughs> <laughs> and you both lost a lot of weight. So look at that. You guys are both on the same thing. Um, yeah, so yesterday was just such a big day for Twitter. And with Roseanne's comments, and then... Today, what did she do? She blamed it on taking Ambien. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, I have had a lot to drink. And you know what I think about? I think about, like, pizza and the snacks you have and whatever. I, like, never turn racist, no matter how much I've had to drink or anything like that. And I feel like that, I would I would prefer her just taking responsibility than blaming it on a sleep aid. Okay, here's my big question on the break. You've read the Brian Colangelo piece now. That ringer yeah. dead. If you're caught, do you continue to deny like he is? That uh, as as far as we know, he's only taken credit for one of the accounts. What is your advice to clients if they get trapped? Yeah, you know what? It's funny because I actually talked to a friend who's a vice president of communications at a big company in the Twin Cities about this, and he is all about using the truth, getting ahead of the message. Obviously, you're not ahead of it at this point, but the truth still helps you, and I think you need to fess up. I think that our society is actually pretty forgiving, but we're not forgiving of people who lie and betray and don't fess up to it. I think you can get away with a lot if you just admit to it and move forward. I think this is a different situation just because it wasn't just him defending himself yes, and he was, hating on players. I think where he crossed the line was releasing medical information. Like, that's a completely different ball game in my in my, my eyes. But for him, I, I think you have to be truthful because otherwise you're never going to be trusted again. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't. I would be shocked if he survives, wouldn't you? Because of because of that medical information, and also, you know, if you got to make your choice between Joel Embiid and him, I think you're sticking with Embiid. That's like taking your choice between Tibbs and uh, Tibbs and uh, you know Carl Anthony Towns, or, or or Brewster and anybody. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, you look at Embiid, and he just. He basically said, I don't believe this. Here's a 24-year-old kid that went to one year of college and went pro, and he's taking the higher road. Um, so you have to respect that. And that's, that would honestly be my advice on this stuff. Like, engage to a point, but at some point you need to, you need to take the higher road, especially if you're in a powerful position. Now, uh, you mentioned Coach Brew, and, uh, you know, at one point you loved him despite what you say here now. So, uh, <laughs> you know. 
It, it, it took me one press Live. conference to say he was full of beans, but uh, he was an interesting character, and it is funny how, uh, uh, boy, when uh, people turned on him, they uh, turned on him uh, something fierce, but uh, they hung in there with him for about three years. But I would suspect him of being capable of a burner account, wouldn't you? Oh, without a doubt. He was so plugged into that. He was obsessed. I know he read every single post on Gopher Hole. I mean, I co-own Gopher Hole, and I don't have time to do every single post. But I think he and his crew, they read every word about him. You look at people that he's blocked that have never even tagged him. So he's <laughs> Myself searching. included, Nate. Manny. Myself he's, included. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's blocked Manny. Well, you know what? I lost all respect for him. Well, I never had any respect, but when he tweeted out something, which I hadn't even seen, but CJ found it, that uh, how, how would you like to be Patrick Ricey and stand up and look in the mirror every morning? Right? Mm-hmm. Remember that yeah. one? That big flap? Maybe. Yep. And and then he took it down. Come on. Stand there yeah. and take it. You know, keep it there. Stick with you it. Know? Yeah. Don't bail, you big wimp. Yeah. Exactly. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's let's go for it. So I I absolutely agree with that, and I, yeah, I I don't feel like that was a great fit, but um, but now you found a new arch nemesis. Well, new but I'm coach. having fun with him. He's just full of uh, BS, and I, I'm going to point that out. That's not yeah. our culture. That's unacceptable. Yeah, see, 100%. that's that's it's just you know that's never going to work with me. Well, I'm, I have a question. I'm though. old and decrepit. I I can't stand it. <laughs> what? So I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you the questions, yes. but. What I want to know is if you do see the difference with Fleck, though, and the fact that he's actually coached and turned a program around. Oh, yeah, he'll, be, he'll win some games. He'll be, he'll be fine as a coach, but that doesn't mean that uh, that doesn't mean you can't speak English once in a while. <laughs> you know. like, like, like you have to Heather <laughs> on your Twitter spat? <laughs> well, but who started that? It wasn't me. And I by mean, the way, I just uh, I just tweeted out now that I think it was a burner account that uh, that uh, that that H Fleck Ten is a burner account that went after me is what I. That's my <laughs> suggestion now. You got to have fun with it, Nadine. Because listen, if if Heather wants to fire up the troops and get them after me, bring it on. It and it gave me more Twitter business than I've had in years, so it was great. <laughs> I I actually love it because I'm sure she bites her tongue ninety nine percent of the time, and she's she's well spoken. She's a she's a smart woman. I personally really like her. I think she's a great representative of the U, and I, I loved it. I mean, I'm, you're one of my friends, and I think you're a great person, but I was like, you go, Heather. <laughs> oh, sure. I just worry about her long-term hearing loss. That's what I worry about with her, you know. <laughs> if she, you know, she'll be, she'll be one. You know, those house. big old ear, those, uh, you know, hearing aids she's going to have to wear are not going to be attractive in five years if she doesn't, if she doesn't get him to shut up. But, uh, <laughs> all right, dear, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. All right, Nadine Babu. If you need a little help with your uh, social media, uh, check out Babu. You can find her on Twitter, uh, Nadine Babu. Uh, and it's I think she calls it Babu Social Networks. We'll be back. Hey, Johnny Hyde is not here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's such a magnificent presence. I forgot that. But here, Did you yeah, almost have a John Miller moment there? Yes. Where yes. Buster Posey's good, good friend. friend. Johnny Hyde's <laughs> good friend. Chris Reavers with the sports update. Kenny, did you ever hear that one? 
the great John Miller, the announcer. Oh, yeah. I just heard that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Buster Posey's good friend. That's how you think on on your feet, man. That's years of experience. He's one of the great guys of all time. Chubby, bald guy. I went last time I was in San Francisco. I went up to see him Sunday afternoon. He's walking. He's got a pair of shorts and a t shirt on. (laughs) Teddy's getting ready to do the game. Cool. Because he's doing radio and didn't have to do the TV deal. Uh, this report is sponsored by Account Temps. Do you need accounting and finance professionals for long-term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps salaried professional service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps is a Robert F. company. Vikings organized team activities continue this week at their new practice facility over in Egan. Our Matthew Collar has a piece right now at 1500ESPN.com. Vikings linebacker Anthony Barr missed the first week of OTAs. Well, his side and the team discussed a long-term contract. He says, quote, I was hoping to get something done before OTAs. That didn't happen, so I protected myself with an insurance policy. That took about a week to get situated. Barr is playing this year on the fifth-year option. Earlier this offseason, the Vikings signed fellow linebacker Eric Kendricks to a five-year, $50 million deal with 25 And they're going to get Kendricks' brother, Michael, as predicted here immediately when he got released in Philadelphia. Uh, all of that is available. Although the Packers could use him more than the Vikings could. The Packers need a linebacker. Uh, all sorts of Viking stuff at the website, 1500ESPN.com. Collar does a fine job. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Major League. He could use some Ambia. <laughs> you think that would help? <laughs> Uh, Major League Baseball action today. Milwaukee beat the Cardinals three to two. Cleveland all over the Chicago White Sox nine to one. Boston uh, Clover six innings, ten strikeouts, three hits, no runs, and then they let him leave. They since they were ahead nine to nothing. Uh, Boston beat Toronto six to four, and right now in the top of the seventh inning, Cincinnati is beating Arizona six to four. Has there ever been a better tank job than Arizona? Holy cow! This, this is, is weird. unbelievable. Where, what were they at one point? Didn't they have like they a running away with the all of baseball? Yeah, uh, Twins and Royals again tonight at Target for the rubber match of this series is uh, tonight at seven fifteen. Very quickly before you yes. go to your next news story, I just because we talked about it, oh, I yeah. have to play it now. Now the one zero pitch, swinging. There's a high drive deep into left center field. It's on its way. Adios, Pelota! A grand slam. For Buster Posey's good friend, Hunter Pence. (laughs) (laughs) What a magician. That is fantastic. He should have been put right in the Hall of Fame. Just for that call. (laughs) Boom. You're in. Speaking of great guys in baseball, did you guys see the Carlos Gomez story from last night? Carlos, well, I know he's very upset about the drug testing, but uh, that's a different story. No, this is is a much different story. Uh, Carlos needed sunglasses. So he borrowed some from an A's fan. Uh-huh. It was a, it was sunny in the first inning of last night's Rays-A's game in Oakland. Gomez, playing right field for Tampa, didn't have any way of fighting the sun. No eye black, no shade. So he walked over to the stands and borrowed a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> Instead of running all the way in. <laughs> right. Uh, you can see him handing them back to him. And, and I, I don't know who the Rays uh, television network is, but they got in touch with Matt Welsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talked. He says, well, he needed sunglasses for the sun, which gets really bad here around this time of the day. <laughs> so I offered mine to help him out. Welsh said he asked another fan if he could use his, but they were normal sunglasses. Mine are more sporty. Mm-hmm. So I asked if he wanted to use them. He made two plays with them and then gave them back to me with the ball he caught for the last out. Man, any. 
he also said that uh, drug testing is, uh, they're concentrating on older players of Spanish descent. He's very upset uh, about the uh, drug testing. He says he's got it tested seven times this year really? since the season started. All righty, we shall return. I can truthfully say, I've never heard that song in my life. You've got to be kidding me. I can truthfully say, I have never heard this song in my life. Wow. Now, Sue Ann wrote a column about this today, and it was a good column Mm -hmm. on, this is the song, Wonderwall. By Oasis. By Oasis, Mm -hmm. which are two brothers, right? Yes. Gallagher brothers. Noel and Joel Gallagher. And they can't stand each other. They hate each other. uh, you got to like that. In fact, there's a great clip if you're ever bored. you can't be a good musical group if within five years you don't hate each other. There right? is a great video mm-hmm. clip. I'll I'll try to see if I can find it and send it to you. They're doing a stage at I think the O2 Arena. I'm not sure the exact yeah. venue where they literally start brawling on kinda the stage like, with each other. Kind of like when Glenn Fry is threatening to kill uh, <laughs> kill uh, Donnie Felder. Yeah, at, basically at, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well. Apparently, this has become a tradition at Link's, at uh, Looney's game. Uh, United. 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 We get confused. There's too many Uniteds. Loons. That uh, the fans who are looking for involvement, apparently our boys started playing this after victories, and then the fans started singing it. There's a chorus in there that they sing, which is a, a good tradition. Sure. But Adrian Heath, I don't know if Heath brought it. I can't remember. But Heath got to know the what the team he was associated with in England used this song as kind of a theme. And apparently the Gallagher brothers were fans or they got to know him. But anyway, Heath's plan is to try to get them to reunite for just this one time. Wow. And come back for the opening of the new stadium and hmm. sing this. You'd think even if you hate your brother, you'd and they'd pick up your expenses and and you could be the lead act at something like that. You'd do it, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. you you might think so, but here's the here's the one problem with that. I hope it happens. When was I think this it'd be popular, cool. by the way? Oh well, that album was massive in the late '90s. It was it was really big and well, right. <laughs> right. Three two slider for me, baby. I, <laughs> I took that baby bat on the shoulder. I I guess the thing. <clears throat> Oasis has had so many different opportunities to reunite. I think that they have tried a, a couple of times. A soccer game in St. Paul probably won't do it. That's, I guess, what I'm getting at. Is Unless they're just that big of soccer is, is fans it, and fans just, of Adrian. Are they the only two guys? Well, they have a group, but the, 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 the Gallagher brothers are the main. The and main. do we know why they, uh, what caused them to hate each other? Uh, what, what do we call it? Undefeated. <laughs> oh, really? No, I, I'm uh, just kidding. I wanted uh, to get musical you Musical differences. Uh, yeah, creative differences. And I wish this mm-hmm. is, you know, Johnny might know the whole story, but mm-hmm. I just know that they do, they do actually hate each other really really bad but and they've had a lot of opportunities to 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 reunite make a lot of money on tour so i i mean i think it'd be cool if it happened but i i don't like the chances of it taking place i always find that amazing to me the family feuds that you can have that much but money it, at stake it, well no just any family feuds they always they always amaze me the family feuds that turn nasty you know, yeah my wife uh tells me about an older generation of hers that uh, two generations older, two widowed sisters who lived 
two doors down from each other and in a kind of a senior complex and never talked to each other for 15 years because of some minor, you know, yeah. whatever frosting was on the cake or some damn thing. You know, it's a, it's incredible to me, the family feuds well, isn't, that can isn't occur. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is like estranged from his yes. family, isn't he? No, that was, uh, Olivia was supposed to be the uh, part of the source of that. Okay. Uh, that, that, that was but the since story. they're no longer an item, have I don't they know reconciled? Well, I think well, he was very upset at that Jordan trying to... Uh, uh, didn't he get a podcast and oh. started, you know, kind of use the fact he was feuding with Aaron to get a podcast? I, I don't know. And we see it in sports once in a while, too. Oh, sure. You know, with, with relatives. Well, what was, uh, uh, oh, come on. The, uh, we, this just happened a couple of weeks ago. Someone's mom came out. Is this ringing a bell with any of you guys? Where yeah. mom, mom, mom said some critical things about son, who was a player. Oh, uh, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed, the whole oh yes, the, yeah, yes his family, yes. Okay. Yeah, his yeah, family yeah. lives two miles from the golf course, and he wouldn't let him on. No, they, they wouldn't get him tickets to be on the grounds. Yes, yeah, Patrick Reed is uh, basically froze out his, the entire his, family. His family, yeah, froze out his family. So that's uh, but I, it's, it's always interesting. But anyway, if Adrian is able to pull this off, though. Mm-hmm. If it, It'd because be huge, said, huh? that oh my god, it would yeah. be it would be massive. How about this? Oh boy. The fixer strikes again. The fixer strikes. We put one of them down on one stage, <laughs> down at the other, one end of the field. Yeah. We do it in stereo. I like it. You're 100 and, how long's a soccer field? 120 yards, You don't basically. even see each other. No, you, you sing down here. <laughs> you sing down here. And we, and we can pick up sides, choose up sides that or is, something. That is strangely brilliant. Yeah. Because think about that. Size of field. And you could have, you know, like how they do at the Super Bowl where uh-huh. they have the giant part of the stage in the middle where the fans can yes, run right, out. And, right. It'd be great. And oh. they can, they can, and we're going to win our first ever game there, right? Well, of course. Home I home mean, the guys, you have to do it before the game, but then I got to stay. Because if you win, then you got to sing it afterwards. sing the song with the chorus. And, but the fans could rush the field. And decide which end of the field they wanted to sing with. They could right? fly on on separate flights. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll transfer. We'll get them each separate limos. Drive mm-hmm. one to the one end of the stage. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. And you know what else too? You could sell T-shirts. Mm-hmm. You could have. You could sell Team Noel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Team Liam. There you t-shirts. go. There is you that, go. Is that their names? Noel and Liam. Yes. Noel and Liam. Yep. Noel and Liam. Okay. Well, I I love the fact that you got two brothers who hate each other. What the hell? And they and they there was an article I think Rolling Stone maybe 10, 15 years ago when I I think it was when they tried to to you know bring bring the band Which? back together and how much money they essentially bleeped away because they just couldn't stand each other. You got well, we're going to have to have Heidi here for this one. But who lived happily ever after? Who family? Who, Sam who and Dave, these old soul singers. <laughs> did they live happily ever after? They hate each other. I'll have to have John. What? What really successful musical group? Hall and did turn up. Yeah, they. They're still tour. They were just here a couple weeks well, ago. Good for them, man. Of course, that music will make you throw up, but uh, <laughs> <That's> not- <laughs> but but uh, but at least they stayed buddies. Yeah. Okay. Well, by the way. Oh, I got a song that could be our new theme song. We'll, we'll play it at the top of the Beautiful. next hour. Well, uh, maybe we'll, we'll play it when we come back. How about that? Beautiful. All right. Hey! 
That's a pretty good theme, That's don't you bad. think? That's not bad. That's not bad. I like it. Billy Joel Shaver, uh, a little older. His voice wasn't quite, a, it was even worse than normal, uh, Timbery. By the way. Also very symbolic for your show. Yes. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't seen the uh, Mike Judge thing that's on, I oh my think God. it's on stars on the tales from the uh, tour bus. Shaver's one of the stories. He shot the guy. He had a, he had a, he almost, he spent a little jail time. He shot some guy. In fact, in that whole series, if you didn't shoot somebody, you didn't. Well, that's just it. Is, uh, he's got two parts. You watch it and you see, how did anybody make it out of here alive? And that last guy, they had the big tall guy. Oh, that my God. Was completely, he was the guy that was underneath, passed out underneath the pool table. <laughs> and every time a ball, every time. Time a ball went down, thunk, he'd, he'd get up and hit his head on the bottom of the pool table. He was like a six-foot-eight guy. Oh. oh, it's fantastic. It is uh, It is the reason you got to love. But this guy was the craziest of all, Billy Joe. Was he Shaver. really? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was completely, I mean, I did not from what I learned on that one, but legendary, crazy man. Mm. You need a touch of crazy in order to write a hit country music song. Yeah, he was a he was a very good songwriter too. Yeah, he wrote a lot of songs and he then he performed them. But uh, I think he would always have a cocktail after his set was done. Ah. Uh, Billy Joe Shaver, Checkers and Chess. I think that might be our new theme song. Like Do you think we can get that past the uh, PD? I think so. I bet okay. if you ask, we can, okay. not us. Okay.